If you are a Jets fan listening right now, if you are an Aaron Rodgers fan listening right now, you should be disgusted. You should be pissed at Rodgers. Because you know what he did this entire season? He played you. He used you as a pawn to fuel his ego machine. He built up optimism in your mind that he is coming back in order to keep himself relevant. He preyed on that optimism in order to keep himself in the spotlight. I think knowing full well what he was saying in terms of coming back was never actually going to happen. And now today, we find out he is not coming back this year. The news itself is not surprising. I've been someone who's doubted him along every single stretch of the way this season. Whenever he said, I'm coming back or I'm going to defy the odds, it never made sense. It never was actually a reality. The guy is 40 years old, coming off of what is the most debilitating injury any athlete could suffer, uh, suffer, and he was going to come back in half the time of what is the record right now for a return to the field from this injury. It never was going to happen. It never was realistic. And so that's why when you hear him today in the Pat McAfee show uh, say the words you're about to hear, it was the least surprising thing ever. But just to officially put on the record, to officially note to anyone that was optimistic and hoping that Christmas Eve, you're going to see number eight back in a Jets uniform, Aaron Rodgers earlier today on Pat McAfee finally confirmed those hopes ain't coming true this year. It was unrealistic to think that I would be uh, 100% uh, to be medically cleared um, at any point during the regular season. Um, I do feel like, uh, you know, in the next three to four weeks, uh, it would be very possible to get to 100%, um, but obviously not there. And, and so the conversation was uh, away from 100% medical clearance to a willingness to play, and that's never been a problem for me. If I was 100% uh, today, um, I'd be definitely pushing to play. I mean, anyone with common sense knew this was the likely outcome, that he was not going to be back at any point this year after tearing his Achilles four plays into week number one. But here's the thing, and here's why if you're a Jets fan who bought in, if you're an Aaron Rodgers fan who bought in to this big-time return, this historical comeback from injury, why you should be pissed? It's because Rodgers is there basically just told you, yeah, it was never realistic to be back in this short of a time frame. He knew coming back wasn't realistic. But he also knew, and this is the problem, that if he said right away, right when the injury happened, guys, I'm out for the year, I'll see you in 2024, I'll be back better than ever, he knew he would be in the shadows. He'd be out of the spotlight for the rest of this season. He can't live like that. Like, look at it, right? We've had a lot of quarterback injuries go down this year where guys are out for the year. Deshaun Watson, are we having weekly Deshaun Watson updates? Uh, last time I checked, no. Why was that? Oh, yeah, because he said he's out for the year. Joe Burrow? Are we having Joe Burrow weekly, you know, peek-ins to see how his rehab's going? No, because Joe is out for the year. Kirk Cousins, same thing. We tend to spend a lot of energy and a lot of focus on the here and now and who is playing. The NFL is a machine that goes on. If you're out with injury, retire, you're forgotten about. And so Burrow, Watson, Kirk, 
They're right now forgotten about until they return next year. But Rodgers couldn't live with that. This was a guy who could not live out of the spotlight for three, four, five months. So what did he do? He fed you hope. He fed you hope. Almost immediately, he came out and said, oh, maybe I'll be back. Well, maybe I'll be back sooner rather than later. You know, this progressive new surgery. Never say never. And each and every week, he would constantly tease, maybe I'll be back on the field soon. Maybe there's a chance. In 2023, I could be there. Don't rule it out. And he knew that even just opening that window slightly, that now people would care. Now people would hear what he has to say on Pat McAfee and watch what he does rehab-wise. So now, all of a sudden, if Aaron Rodgers said he was out for the year, him throwing on the field before a Jets game earlier this season doesn't matter that much. He's out. Oh, he's moving around. Okay, looks cool, but ah, what's the big deal? Him out of a boot um, in like two weeks is not that big of a deal because everyone already in their mind is saying, okay, Aaron Rodgers out for the year. We'll see you in 2024. Him now going to practice and doing a few dropbacks and throwing some passes all of a sudden now is a big deal because in normal times when you're out for the year, it's, all right, well, he's just getting rehab. You know, it's getting better. Maybe it's a little feel-good story of, hey, look, Rodgers is progressing better. This is cool. Nice little story. Hopefully he'll be stronger by 2024. But because he always left the door open, because he constantly fed and really built up optimism of anyone who bought into what this guy says and takes him seriously, there was now relevancy. His name was now being talked about. And what he wanted was to be talked about every single week. So that's why all of a sudden there's more and more of him doing football workouts. He want, he needs that attention. And now he was able to turn every single Jets game into a discussion about him. Because it's not just, right, It's the Jets lose. Oh, Zach Wilson sucks. Defense looks good. But then after every single game where the Jets win or lose, the next thing right away is, oh, offense looks bad or offense looks good in a rare case. The conversation then goes direct to, well, how does this impact Aaron's return? How does this impact Rodgers potentially coming back later this season? So now, all of a sudden, Jets fans like week four are watching the standings to see, well, if we win some games now. Well, maybe January, Rodgers is coming back, and all of a sudden, you know, our season is back on. He found a way to keep himself relevant for the entire year, even though there was no chance he was coming back. And again, you just heard it in his clip from Pat. He said it was unrealistic to be cleared medically by the 14-week mark. The same guy that each and every week told you, don't say never. Yeah, I could be back. The same guy who even put a target date out there of December 24th against the Commanders. Now all of a sudden is telling you, well, it was never realistic for me to come back. It was never really, you know, that was just crazy, crazy talk to think that I would be, you know, fully 100% healed by this point in the season. He literally played every single fan that was optimistic and hopeful for a return. He played him. He used all of you that bought in. 
as a way to keep his name in the news, as a way to keep himself relevant, knowing full well, I ain't coming back. There is no chance I'm coming back. That's, I mean, it's honestly sad. Like, I feel bad for him, for the fact that he has to perpetuate lies just to keep his name in the news. But don't get it twisted, Jets fans, and again, Aaron Rodgers fans in general, he used you. He sold you optimism to grow and to really feed his own ego machine. He needs the spotlight. He needs to be talked about in a way that I've never seen an athlete need like the spotlight that badly. Where he's willing to do whatever it takes. In this case, he sold your fake timelines. He kept on, you know, open the door. Hey, don't, you know, don't get too excited, but I could be coming back. We're a playoff team. All of a sudden, next thing you know, I'll be on the field. Even though now it's convenient that the the target date is here of Christmas Eve. And all of a sudden now, Rodgers, I can't play. Not medically clear. It's the right decision. He should not have played at any point this season, even if the, even if the Jets were good in the playoffs. It never was going to make any sense for him to return this year. So at the end of the day, the right decision is made, him being shut down for the rest of the year. But how we got there is frankly disgusting. It is truly sickening. See, Aaron Rodgers play an entire group of people just to keep himself relevant. And then, of course... Classic Aaron Rodgers. What does he do? Delivers some bad news with another reason to keep himself relevant. Because not only today did he say, well, I'm out for the year. He also said, this year to me doesn't count. I view and have viewed a two-year commitment to the Jets, and this year doesn't count. So he claims right now he'll be back in 2024 and 2025. I don't know how if you're anybody, you could take one thing he says seriously. If you're a Jets fan, I would not bank on the fact that Rodgers is going to be back in 2025. This guy can't be trusted as far as you can throw him. Because the reality is he's a pathological liar. He is. Look back on anything. The guy lies for two reasons. To protect himself, keep himself relevant. He lies when he doesn't want to get scrutinized or criticized. So he has to say, oh, I'm immunized. Instead of just saying, I didn't take the shot. I'm not vaccinated. Because he's afraid of blowback. So he lies to protect himself. Then he lies like he did on Pat McAfee all season long of feeding Jets fans little crumbs here and there week after week of a potential return to keep the news cycle generated, to have stories still written about him, to now have his rehab paid attention to when no one, and rightfully so, no one cares when athletes are rehabbing, when they're out of the shadows and rehabbing on their own. It's never a story. It's only a story when Aaron Rodgers is rehabbing because he wants it to be a story. Because he needs it to be a story. And it's sad. It really is sad that someone is that addicted to the spotlight that they'll do whatever it takes to stay in it. Including, again, selling Jets fans lies in order to keep himself relevant in a season in which he knew he was never coming back. You know what the crappiest thing is, Ryan? What's that? Imagine if they beat the Dolphins on Sunday. And he, they still mathematically had a chance at the playoffs. And then he was really forced to make a decision to play on Sunday or not. I'm not a Jets fan. I was rooting for them to win. Like I, because I didn't. I wanted him to be called out on it. Like yeah. he has the easy excuse now of, well, I'm not medically cleared, and the Jets are out of the playoff race, so like it makes no sense for him to come back, which is absolutely true. But to your point, like if they won 
just one extra game, and they've blown a lot of these bad games here. You win one game. All of a sudden, now you force Rodgers' hand by still being mathematically um, alive. I think we're talking about the same thing. It's probably a different excuse, or he's blaming the doctors because he's always blameless, but it's someone other than him as to why he's not to be blamed and why this can't be happening. But I'd love to see him get called out for it. Like him shaking his head thousands of times in disgust on the sideline on Sunday. Imagine if the Jets had just somehow found a way to show up and the Dolphins had another terrible game and the decision actually came, hey, you playing Sunday or not? <laughs> and he goes, uh, you know, you think he would have played? No. No chance. There's no way he was going to play. You look at that offensive line. Would have snapped like a cheap rubber band yet again. And look at that offensive line he's playing behind. If he's truly not medically cleared, and but he's going to try to tough it out, let's say, right? Because guys are not 100%. They'll still play. I mean, you're running for your life on that bad offensive line. It, like, again, the Jets, if he wanted to play, the Jets should have stepped in and said, no, you're not playing. Like It, it makes no sense for him to play when you're not 100%, when you are 40 years old, coming off an Achilles injury, Playing behind the offensive line that Pat honestly made me may need me and you to block. Like they are bad and they are thin. <laughs> and there's a look, I think Zach Wilson was way in the wrong for this thinking when a few weeks ago he basically was having second thoughts if he wanted to take back the starting role from the Jets. Part of that was seeing that offensive line realize I'm gonna have my life, you know, possibly handed to me. And that first half, the Dolphins got after Zach Wilson. He got crushed. Yeah, there's no way Aaron Rodgers or the Jets looked at that and said him playing the next week behind that crappy O-line makes any sense for us. Mathematically, live for the playoffs or not. Just imagine this being a farce, a total farce this whole season. And the head coach, Robert Sala, whose job may or not be terminated at the end of the season, having to go along with it, having to field questions on a basically bi-weekly basis. Is Rodgers cleared to play? What's Aaron doing in practice? knowing probably the entire time there's a 0% chance he's going to play, and Robert Salah's got to go up there and put clown makeup on and go, oh, you know, uh, Aaron's doing some good things and, and all this stuff and so-and-so. All the people that had to go along with this who probably knew all along he was never going to play. And that's part of the reason why the Jets are such a poorly run organization. They let one player run their entire team. Aaron Rodgers runs everything. He's hiring the coaches. He's getting the players. He's personnel. And, yeah, I agree with you. I think Robert Sala is up there at least not denying these comeback stories in part because Aaron says, hey, look, I'm going to try to come back. And Sala doesn't have the you-know-what to say. No, you're not, or I'm making the decision, not you. They listen and are governed by everything uh, Aaron Rodgers says, and that includes spewing to your own fans. Hey, late December, we're alive. Aaron's trying. Don't count us out. Here he comes. When most other teams are like, you're not returning, you're out for the year, we're calling the shots here, and we're going to make sure that you are, again, make sure that 2024 is not jeopardized by you coming back too early and hurting yourself because you are not fully healthy. It, and, it makes no sense whatsoever. And think about everything the Jets gave up for him. Think about how this season was supposed to go, and now the head coach is under fire, the GM's under fire. Think about the immense pressure that Aaron Rodgers has just put on himself for next year, especially because the buddies that he brought in from Green Bay, Alan Lazard, horrible, who has at times been a healthy scratch this year. Randall Cobb has one touchdown catch. He might have two catches on the entire season. And most of all, the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, who no matter who they had playing quarterback, could not find a way 
to make it work when you've got guys like Nick Mullins, Josh Dobbs, C.J. Beathard playing and at least having somewhat success across the league this year for other teams? That brings me to my next point. We'll take a break right here. It is Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio. When we return, because of what we just kind of talked about, I think if you are both the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, a divorce this offseason is in your best interest. I'll explain why when we do return. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. One of my favorite movies, and I'm not a big movie guy, so take this, you know, this is when you know it's a good movie because I've not seen a lot of them, including not a lot of classics. But one of my favorite movies is The Breakup. In large part because of the message, right? You have Jennifer Aniston, Vince Vaughn. I know, I, I forget the characters' names. Please forgive me again. I'm not very cultured, so let's we'll go with their real names. But in the movie, right, Jennifer Aniston, Vince Vaughn, they're together, they get a big fight, and they break up. They want to be together. It's not like they're looking to get, you know, to break up, and they're excited when they break up. They want to be together. They break up, and then after a while, they realize both are better off without each other. Right? Both as people grow, become more well-rounded human beings. And while they wanted to be together, realize sep- you know, being apart was actually what was best for both. I think the Jets and Aaron Rodgers need to take a page out of Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn's book. I think if you look right now, while they want to be together, I think both are better off without each other in 2024. Like, if look if you are right now, if you're the Jets, like, this team is not a Super Bowl contender. Right? Aaron Rodgers, I think, has one la- Like, his motivation is to have one last ride here, win one last Super Bowl. Jets with him on the roster are not 2024 Super Bowl contenders. I don't even think right now they're a playoff team. They're not an Aaron Rodgers away with everything else right now being the same from being one of the best seven teams in the AFC. They have way too many holes to fill. Their offensive line is awful. And they just trotted out on Sunday. They're 11th different offensive line combination. They've only played 14 games. And I would argue going into this offseason, if you really want to upgrade, you could swap out and replace all five offensive linemen for the Jets here with new players in 2020, uh, 2024. So your offensive line needs a massive overhaul. You only have one good wide receiver, Garrett Wilson. That's it. No one else is making an impact. No one else is very good. So you need an offensive line overhaul. You have one good wide receiver. You got a very inconsistent run game. That's to put it nicely. What what is making you think that all of a sudden this is going to be a top 17 next year? In an AFC, by the way, that is down this year. I think it will be a lot better next year. Right, the Bengals, Browns, Colts right now on the playoff mix, all getting their quarterbacks back next year, which is going to make them even better. The Bills, you assume, are not going to be as bad next year as they are now. I expect the Chiefs to bounce back. I expect the Jaguars to be better. The Texans are a team on the rise. Like This AFC is a gauntlet. And even with it being down so far this year, I don't think you can expect that to be the same case next year. So, again, what do you look at right now if you're the Jets that says, oh, Aaron Rodgers comes back next year, all is well, all is fixed. Nothing. This team is not a playoff team with Aaron Rodgers next year. So if you're Rodgers and you're looking to go out on a bang, you're looking to go out the way Tom Brady did, win that Lombardi trophy and ride off into the sunset, you're not doing it in New York. And I don't think... We just talked about Aaron Rodgers' ego and how he needs it to be fed. 
I don't think he's going to want to go out a loser. Leave Green Bay, spend a year to the Jets, and now make the playoffs. He's in this to win a Super Bowl. You're not winning one of the Jets. So from Aaron Rodgers' case, I think you're better off going elsewhere. You are better off next year going to a different team if you truly are motivated, first and foremost, by winning a Super Bowl. And if you're the Jets, on the flip side here, is it really worth having Aaron Rodgers on your team for one year and kind of selling your future to go all in on 2024 when there are so many holes that, again, I don't think right now you're even a playoff team? Because as long as Aaron Rodgers is on the Jets, he's calling all the shots, which means no actual improvements are being made to your franchise until he is gone. And you look now like if you are the Jets and you want to get competitive again, one of the first ways to do so is with a coaching change. Robert Sala has done an awful job at keeping this team inspired and believing. Plenty of other coaches who are missing quarterbacks have been able to do that. And they're also coached offensively, the Jets are, by one of the worst, flat-out, just worst coaches in all of the NFL. Nathaniel Hackett should not have any job in the NFL. He is god-awful. It's The only reason why he's right now an offense coordinator is because he's Aaron Rodgers' friend. That's his only qualification. And as long as Rodgers is there, Hackett's going nowhere. And Salah's going nowhere because Salah lets Rodgers basically have the offense to himself. Aaron, you are the boss. What you say goes. What players you want, what coaches you want, you got. You, you kind of run it. So Rodgers wants someone that's going to let him do what he wants to do. Salah does that. He wants someone who is his friend that's not going to criticize him. Uh, Colin plays, which he has in Hackett. Both those coaches right now are not cutting it. And so as long as Aaron is there, you're not getting an improvement at head coach or bare minimum at offensive coordinator. So again, if you're the Jets, where now all of a sudden 2024 is Super Bowl or bust, and that's really like Aaron Aaron Rodgers is 40 going on 41 next year. He can say he wants to play in 2025. That doesn't mean he's going to be playing at a high enough level to make the playoffs or win the Super Bowl in 2025. So if you keep Rodgers, it's basically 2024, it's Super Bowl or bust. You're going all in. You are selling your soul for one season of Aaron Rodgers next year and see where it takes you. And you go back to his last year in Green Bay, you put a bad team around him, he's not even making the playoffs. So he's not Superman let alone going to be Superman coming uh, off of a torn Achilles. And you saw in his last year in Green Bay with a young team that was not ready to win, he couldn't carry them to the postseason. What makes you think then next year, all of a sudden he's going to come in and be now the difference to where this year you're an embarrassment and next year you're a Super Bowl contender? I I don't see it. And so if you're the Jets, you are now hindering your future because you are selling it for one year in 2024 Wasting another year of Garrett Wilson, not getting better coaches, not getting better talent, for what? For one year just to to go for it? I I don't really see how that makes sense. Again, Rodgers rules the roost. So in this upcoming offseason, you're not improving. All you're going to be doing is bringing in more of Aaron's friends. Have him take up more roster spots instead of better players because that's who he likes. And it's going to lead to not a lot of wins. 
So again, now you're stunting your growth um, moving forward here because you are selling your soul to Rodgers, and now you are not allowing your team to improve and get better, whether it's in the draft, whether it's in free agency, whether it's getting better coaches. And when Rodgers leaves after 2024, after 2025, what is this team going to be? What are they going to be? They're young on defense now. Two or three years, that defense is going to get expensive. You're going to lose some guys. It gets harder to keep a lot of them. So you're going to be in 2025, 2026, a team with a lesser defense who's now getting older, who feels like they wasted away what is a young core right now for the Jets because they sold their soul to Aaron Rodgers for one year instead of now starting to build for the future where if you want to draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft in the first round, you could in most circumstances, you're not going to do so with Aaron Rodgers. We already seen how that went over one time. Packers can give you a little tutorial about, you know, how that went over, how that uh, was accepted. So you're not taking a quarterback in the first round. You're not going to improve your team. So what good does it do the Jets to go all in on a year and then have no future plans whatsoever after 2024 because you are committed to a guy who's going to be 41, coming off a bad Achilles, who does not care, does not give a you-know-what about your future as the Jets. He only cares about his future. And he tells you right now, I'll be back in 2025. You have no reason to believe it. No reason to believe him. So you have a lot of holes to fill. I don't think, again, you're not going to be able to fill them the way you want because the Jets have acquiesced to everything Rodgers wants roster-wise. I don't see it making any sense for the Jets next year to, to bring Aaron Rodgers back because you are not an Aaron Rodgers away from being a playoff team or a Super Bowl contender. This team has a lot of holes, especially offensively. This season, with how it'll come how they've not been competitive in a lot of games, despite the fact that a lot of other teams in the league have won plenty of games and are keeping their playoff hopes alive with backup quarterbacks playing a majority of the year, should show you right then and there, this Jets team is nowhere close. You are not just one player away from going from a problem 5-11 and 11 season to Super Bowl contender turning that around and being 11-5. and five. You're not close to it. So I think if you're the Jets... It makes the most sense for you to move off of Aaron Rodgers and, and get a divorce. And if you're Rodgers, you want to go out with a bang. You don't want to be on a, an 8-9 and nine team and get laughed off the field and basically have the Packers feel like, yeah, we won that one. You know, we had not only drafted your replacement, now all of a sudden we set you to a team where you can't win with. You thought you were going to win, and you couldn't win. Rodgers' ego, I think, will not let that happen. So if he wants to win a Super Bowl, he's going to have to go elsewhere. If he wants to go out of the bang, it's not going to be in New York. So I think it makes, well, right now they're only talking about, oh, we're going to be here for 2024. We're going to be here in 2025. We're a partnership. I love the Jets. This is great. Just like Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston in the breakup. They didn't want to break up. They both loved each other. But when they did break up and separated, they realized, oh, this is what's actually best for both of us. Being apart was in both of our best interests. That's what I think right now for the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. You may not have a reason to get divorced, but I think if you do divorce this offseason, both of you, both sides, the Jets and Rodgers, next year will look back and say, you know what? We didn't want to do it. We didn't have a, you know, let's say, there was no motivation to do it right away, but now that we have done it, we're in a better spot. This was worth it. This was the right move. So I'm curious your thoughts here, 
855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. Does it make sense right now if you're the Jets and Aaron Rodgers to separate this offseason? Rodgers announced today he's out for the year. He's not coming back. The playoff hopes are dead. And now if you're the Jets, basically everything hinges on what happens in 2024. Is it worth it to go all in for one year? Or is it worth it to say, you know what, we're going to take control of our future here, move off Rodgers, and it's going to be in both of our best interests to move off and separate this upcoming offseason. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Speaking of quarterbacks, when we return here, Jalen Hurts gave some very, for from for his standard, I think harsh and strong words when it comes to the state of the Eagles. Who was he talking to? We'll discuss that when we do return. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. It is Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio. Check out the Hick at Night podcast for free. Every hour of the show uploaded right there, night spelled N-I-T-E. Also, check out my YouTube channel. Just search Ryan Hickey. A lot of video content posted there as well. Get a lot of takes, a lot of thoughts on everything going on in the world of sports. The latest being, well, I think the more I watch the Jets this off uh, this season, the more I realize this upcoming offseason, it makes the most sense for both sides, both the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, to go their separate ways. The Jets are not Super Bowl contenders in 2024 with Aaron Rodgers on the roster. And if you are the Jets, well, you've not had a a franchise quarterback arguably since Joe Namath. You got one for one year. He's going to be turning 41 years old, coming off an Achilles tear. I don't think mortgaging your future for one year of Rodgers is worth it. I, I don't. I think if you can move off Rodgers, take advantage of that high pick you're going to have in the draft, draft a quarterback, and now start to move ahead and move into the next chapter of your life that doesn't circle around a 41-year-old quarterback off an Achilles tear, I think it makes the most sense for the Jets' future. And for Rodgers, who wants to win a Super Bowl, it makes the most sense for his future. Jets are not very good. And even with Rodgers back next year, still not going to be great. I'm curious, though, your thoughts. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. At Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. What do you think? Is it in the best interest of the Jets and Aaron Rodgers to move on? Go their separate ways? Or does it make the most sense in your mind to run it back in 2024 and hopefully have all the stars align to where it ends up winning a Super Bowl Let's go to someone who knows Aaron Rodgers very well, at least watching him. That's Andrew Carl from Green Bay. What's up, Andrew? Hey, Ryan. Yeah, just wanted to touch on this briefly. I think that the challenge that I have with this is really I don't see a lot of downside for the Jets. You look at it, and from an upside potential, look, you get another year of filling the stadiums. Roger, Rodgers has always proven that he can sell tickets, and this is a business. And ultimately, the Jets have not shown a propensity to make any sort of great decisions at quarterback over the last 15 years. And they have the worst, you know, they haven't won a playoff game. They have the worst record in sports in that regard. And so when you look at that, you say, hey, maybe the upside is they win one playoff game with Rodgers next year. That's still a win. And what's the downside? The downside is you punt on being a franchise that hasn't won for another year. I mean, there's, what's the risk there? And for really, I think Rodgers has 
you know, an ability to save face if he's able to get out of town. Because the truth of the matter is the Jets organization does not have a lot of upside long term and neither does he. So I think that more of that rests on Rodgers getting out of town and maybe cementing his legacy. Although at this point, I think it's a closed book compared to the Jets. I just, if the Jets got a playoff win, I think everybody would be ecstatic. There's no, not a lot of downside in that for them. Well, Andrew, appreciate the call. Appreciate the thoughts. This is what I would say in retort to that is just like, I think for me, like the Jets, even just winning one playoff game next year, and that's about it. Like, I still think your future is hurt more, and it's still more of a downside because then when Rodgers leaves, you have still his friends on the roster under contract, and you still have bad coaches, especially offensively, still running your team to where, I mean, if they make the playoffs next year, you're not firing for the Jets and Nathaniel Hackett, no matter who your quarterback is. And so it's just like now as you, you know, the more you kind of let him stay, the more he infiltrates the team with his guys. And we kind of saw the Packers, like, when the Packers stopped saying, no, Aaron, we're not putting your friends on the roster, it worked out for them. Like, you look at this year, Al Lazard, healthy scratch. Randall Cobb, MIA. I mean, he's just uh, uh, basically a practice squad body at this point. But they are taking up roster spots. Nathaniel Hackett is his friend. Guy's awful. Awful. He can't figure out a way to get one of the best receivers in the game in Garrett Wilson, or maybe let's say best young receivers in the game in Garrett Wilson. He can't find a way to get him open? To get some easy throws for his quarterback? To get the only uh, explosive play you have on offense? The ball? Garrett Wilson just went to the third quarter of Sunday's game against the Dolphins before he had a target. Not a catch. Not a touchdown. A target. The more you let Aaron Rodgers stay around, if you're the Jets, sure. They have right now the longest current postseason drought. They have been a disaster. But now they are mortgaging, I think, their team to where it's 2024 a bust. And then I think you just put yourself now in a black hole after that to where if Rodgers gets hurt again, if the team is not very good, now you sold your soul for what? You missed out on cashing in on maybe getting a quarterback this year and getting it right put him in a position to succeed, building up your offensive line, getting pieces to help, you know, complement this young defense. Even though the Jets have had a lot of playoff utility recently, I still think it pays um, pays them more good to say, you know what, Aaron, we're not winning in 2024. You're not going to be any good or maybe even around in 2025. Let's see what we can get back now. We tried, didn't work. Appreciate it. You know, be well as you go on your way out. Andy's call from Pittsburgh. What up, Andy? Hey, um, I think I agree with you. I think they should clean house, get rid of Rogers and Wilson, and hey, Kirk Cousins is out there. I would then maybe draft somebody and let them learn behind Kirk Cousins. That'd be the best move I I would think right now. I like the thought, Andy. If I was Kirk Cousins and I had options, I am not going to the Jets. Again, I have seen this offensive line. It's a sieve. It's bad. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know what, yeah, coming off an Achilles tear, I'm going to go now play behind a Jets offensive line. That was one of the few offensive lines worse than mine that I had um, in Minnesota, especially considering Kirk's been one of the most hit quarterbacks the last two years. I just think at this point, you're going to have a lot of teams. Um, you're going to have a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks. And that's also, by the way, 
Another reason if you're the Jets to do so, even though Rodgers is 40, coming off an Achilles tear, I think you're going to be selling high because there are plenty of quarterback desperate teams that have weapons on offense that are going to need um, going to need a guy to take it over. Like you look at Atlanta, no quarterback, a lot of offensive weapons. If you're Aaron Rodgers, would you want to play in Atlanta in a bad division? I don't see why not. I mean, if you want to do the Brett Favre route, the Brett Favre route is wide open. Go to Minnesota. You got uh, Justin Jefferson. Got Jordan Addison. TJ Hawkinson. You got some really good weapons on offense um, with a great offensive mind in Kevin O'Connell. If you want to do basically Brett Favre 2.0, I think you're in a better spot to win in Minnesota right now than you are in New York. Like, I'm not going to take up more time because we could do this for another half hour in terms of dis- uh, discussing who um, Aaron Rodgers could go to that makes him you know, more of a contender than he is right now with the Jets. But there's a lot of teams out there that are going to need a quarterback, that are going to be desperate. And so, again, if you're the Jets, like part of the reason why you paid only a, a second-round pick that turned into a first Obviously, we know that didn't work out because Aaron Rodgers got hurt based on him playing a certain percentage of the snaps. Part of the reason why you got him, I'll say, quote-unquote, on the cheap, or at least not for a first-round pick, is that there were no other bidders. Aaron said, I'm going to New York. That's it. Didn't entertain anyone else. You look around the landscape, a lot of teams, a lot of teams out there that are going to be bidding for Aaron's services. Jets, have you got an extra first-round pick? Maybe you got a quarterback and a, another wide receiver, quarterback and an offensive lineman. Remember, you're losing your second-round pick. Uh, you're, you're giving that to the Packers this upcoming offseason. So that is a asset you won't have, but you can replace that with a first-round pick for trading Aaron and making this offense more talented, which it desperately needs at probably nine out of 11 positions. You, you need a lot of help, need a lot of talent. That would go, I think, a long way here for the Jets moving forward to getting them back on the path to competency. Speaking of, we heard Jalen Hurts last night, really, again, in his own words, speak out for the first time in a long time. And I think when he talks about the lack of commitment from the team, when he said we got to be committed more, I think he's talking about, to me, the coaching staff. I don't think he's talking to a certain player, a certain position, or a certain side of the ball. I think it's to me talking to the coaching staff. Because in part, I think one of the things that's gone wrong for the Eagles this year is I think that they assumed it was going to be an easy year. They rolled through the NFL last year. 14-3. and Hurts had just one loss when he was a starter. I remember he missed a few games at the end of the year um, with an injury. But outside of that commander's loss and the Super Bowl loss, they, they won every game Jalen Hurts played in that they cared about. They And they won a lot of games decidedly. Not close. I think a, a large part right now of Phillies, I mean, even they're winning games they didn't look like they did last year, I think in large part is because they think, let's say, we're going to roll out our helmets and we're going to beat everyone who's in our way. Uh, no one's on our level. It's going to be easy again. And maybe the 49ers are our only big test, but hey, we're at home. We'll probably beat them too. I think they took everyone lightly. And now that you're seeing teams push them around, now you're seeing in the midst of a three-game losing streak we suffered two blowout losses and, and one loss to a backup quarterback on the road on Monday Night Football. I think Hurts is talking to the coaching staff because I don't think, or I think I should say, I think that Hurts 
thinks that the coaching staff has not done a good job of getting this team prepared both mentally and physically. I think he's mad about it. And this is something where I think he's told the team before it's either gone on deaf ears or has not been implemented to the point where it's satisfactory enough. And that's why he's gone public with it. He's not going public for the first time. This is, I should say, not the first time the team is hearing this message. It's from him at the podium. I'm sure he said it multiple times. And you're seeing how the Eagles are playing. Message not received. 